welcome to another edition of the Independent Creator Podcast. I'm humble host, Josh, and uh, we got something a little bit different. You know, closing out the year, and it's going to be, you know, Christmas time here in a couple weeks. Or if you're watching or listening to this episode later date, uh, happy Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you want. But we're going to be going over a couple things to, you know, the gift giving guide or holiday season wish list that, you know, content creators and uh, or family members or significant others of content creators, what they might be looking for. And uh, this is what we're going to be looking at tonight is actually a different hardware, software ideas and stuff what to look for the cheap stuff and then, then if you have a spare no expense account uh the more expensive stuff so let's actually get into the episode here so what it is with any kind of holiday season is kind of like looking at what you are looking for as a content creator if you're you you're, you yourself is looking for or if you know someone that is a content creator and they might need some little bit of help to up their their game, so to speak. Well, one thing that a lot of us constantly harp on about is your audio. Now, having good audio is pretty important because it kind of, you know, that's over half of what being a content creator is all about. You know, speaking into a microphone and getting whatever you want to talk about out there to the masses or to your, your community. Now... Microphones or yeah, microphones are a dime a dozen. Pretty much there is like, I'm not going to say dime a dozen, but they're pretty much range the gamut of all different kinds of likes and, and shapes and sizes and price ranges and stuff like that. But majority of it is actually pretty affordable for a great majority of people out there. And I'm not going to look at, you know, uh, like the microphone I use is a beacon mic. This is like a $300 mic. Um, you can have a perfectly decent sounding microphone that is around 30 to $40. It's a USB mic. So as long as you have an open USB mic, uh, a USB port on your computer, uh, you can actually, you know, have a good sounding production without spending a lot of money on everything else. Um, one of the big factors is, I know it's, this is a funny name, but everyone has gas. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a fart joke in there somewhere. Now gas is a uh, gear acquisition syndrome. Cause when you look at other content creators and you're like, Oh, that's, this person has this particular microphone. I'm, or they got the sure SM seven B I'm going to get that microphone until you go to the listing and see it's a, almost a $400 microphone. And then you need to spend another starting out a hundred dollars for a XLR input or interface to get that audio into your computer. So you're already up to 500, let's say $600 of your hard earned money. And you haven't even spent anything on like computer or software or video. If you want to include that, it's just, just the audio portion is uh, you're at $600. So actually let's take a look at some options that we have here. All right. Nope. Wrong scene. This one. Now, some people would balk at the price. Of, you can't get good quality at $30. 
you well, yes, you can. Now, yeah, your first mic was a Toner TC Triple Seven. It's twenty six dollars on Amazon. It sounds great. Yeah, again, Fi Fine is a great company. My daughter, we bought my daughter at this particular microphone as well. Yeah, it's not the best, but it gives you decent quality for you know for someone that's just starting out that. You know, for someone who's just saying, hey, I want to try this uh, live streaming or be a content creator and they don't want to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars. It's this is a good option to get them into the door of, you know, getting started. You know, if they start liking it and start want to produce better content and want to upgrade down the line. Yeah, sure. You can upgrade to um, was it a uh, Rode pod mic? That's a hundred bucks. That's a USB microphone which was, has great sounding, or if you want to go a bit even higher, go through a beacon mic, which like, again, like I said, is, this is what I use. Or, you know, if you want to go even further, get a Shure SM7B. And again, that's like $400, but there is a price point for everybody that's out there. And I would suggest if you're just starting out, get a Fifine, a Fifine, however you want to say it. It's a USB microphone. All you need is uh USB, empty USB port on your computer and uh, Bob's your uncle as they, as they would say over across the pond. But again, like I said, it's not the best, but it's a decent one to get your foot in the door. There are some issues with this is that there, this has an, um, I want to say it's a noise gate, but I believe that is on the Windows side of things because every once in a while, if my daughter gets very excited playing like Overwatch or Fortnite and it doesn't pick up the higher um, frequencies, but I think it's just because it just, it just uh, caps out. It has like a, it has a high threshold. So it's kind of like, um, again, but for normal speaking, talking head or game live streaming, it's perfectly fine. And again, 30 bucks. They have ones on here. There's, I think there's a $60 one. It's a package. There is, yeah, the, this one comes with the uh, windscreen on it. Uh, a podcast mic. Uh, if we move up the next tier, it's $70 or almost 80 bucks. Uh, why is this two? Okay. That's weird. Because I think this one, this listing, is, is this is Amazon for some odd reason. But it's sold by Fifine. Be fine, but this one is the uh, XLR and USB uh, combo, and there is some other ones. I think it's the uh, forget the company name. It's like something twenty twenty that has a USB port and has XLR output as well, so you can use one or the other depending on your use case scenario. Okay, I think this is yeah, this is a double pack for some odd reason, but if I go to just the listing. Yeah, it's 50 bucks for the dual, the USB and then the XLR. And again, less than $100, you can have a perfectly good sounding microphone that really all you need is a good sounding microphone or decent sound microphone because video, I believe, and this is my personal opinion, is something that would be more akin to... Um, late not late stage but medium kind of live streams because a lot of people would go to a uh a logitech's nine c920 
type of webcams because they're cheap. They're under a hundred bucks. I believe they're like C, this is C922 or 920E. It's a different naming convention that they have for it now, but it's a very decent webcam. that has been around for a decade now, actually probably more than that. And it gives you decent results. Now it's not going to give you the best results because especially in low light, it's, it's going to suffer a lot with uh, low light si uh, situations. So you want to make sure that you have a decent lighting or if you have uh, overhead light, it's not the best, but it's, it's going to be good enough for someone that's starting out. And that's pretty much what we're trying to do is, you know, if you want to get started, sorry, is get into the content creation live streaming kind of space is getting started with the most low cost um, options that you have available to because it's this kind of, I want to say career, but yeah, it is a career. It's hard. It's very cutthroat. And it's something that you really have to put to work in to make a, a, a name for yourself or any kind of uh, put yourself out there. It's not something where, oh, I'm going to start streaming and I expect to be having a thousand people watching my streams within a month or two. It's that's never going to happen unless you are already in like a, a pro league player of Apex or uh, League of Legends or some kind of other esports. It's it's really not going to happen that that way to 98 percent of the people who start live streaming. And it's, it's a shame that a lot of people are that are having that kind of mentality that if I don't have instant success and I don't have hundreds of subscribers or uh, donators or members or anything, whatever, that I'm going to be a complete failure. Well, uh, I hate to break it to you, but that's not how it works. It's It'll take months, years of dedicated work of actually doing the actual job of being a content creator or of a live streamer. And then success is not guaranteed. You're not going to, if you, if you're doing this for five plus years and you don't have instant success after that time, try something different. I mean, it might not be for you or you just, come to find out after a couple months that, Hey, this is, I don't really like this anymore. It's just, it's way too much work. Even just spinning up a game and hitting go live on OBS or whatnot. And I'm not having fun anymore. Well, it's time to pack it in because obviously it's not for everybody. So I kind of like steer a lot of people, especially if they're just starting out or just thinking about getting into this kind of uh, creator space is Start cheap as, as you possibly can. If you want add video, get a webcam. I wouldn't use uh, your phone as a camera because not only is it, it might harm your phone over long periods of time of using it because it does, especially if, if you have like a, a, a let's say like a, a latest iPhone or a latest Samsung or any kind of Android device, it does heat up the, the phone's internals because that CPU and that camera uh, controller is working overtime for a long period of time. So it does heat up and heat is a killer for any kind of electricity or I'm not just saying electricity, but electronical devices and components. Because after a time, it'll severely shorten the lifetime 
of those components. I'm not to say that you can't use it. You can definitely use it for uh, using a, a camera phone for your content creation. Do like, you know, TikToks or something like that. As many people have seen some success or great success on the short form game and by using the your camera and your phone. And a lot of people, I've come to notice that the less production, uh, less produced uh, look to your content, the better results you'll get. I know it's kind of in, in my mind, my boomer mind, whatnot. I see that as no, that's, I have to have more produced as, as well as I can. But people have been getting a lot of success of using just their phone or even like much older phones and using like a lower quality camera to get better results with interactions, views, and um, getting their content out there. So it's kind of weird how certain avenues or certain content types would, you know, generate the the audience for, especially on, you know, different uh, avenues like TikTok or YouTube shorts. So it's kind of, it's kind of like you have to, to mess around and experiment and see how things fare. Because if you go out into the world as a content creator and a live streamer, you're going to fail constantly. It's, it's something that you will have to get used to a lot. <laughs> now, let's say going on to different parts of, let's say on different things of hardware. Another thing you can, it's a nice to have. It's not mandatory to have this. Um, I know in OBS, there is a plugin for audio controls, which means what I mean by that is by controlling your sound level for, let's say Spotify, your music for uh, your uh, just starting or yeah, starting soon screen or be right back or during your entire stream. One way you can do this is using like an audio interface or audio control. Like I use the Beacon Mix Create. I've used this for a couple of years or since it's pretty much just came out or when it came out, it's perfect for me that I can say, I want my Spotify music at like 50% and my discord and game audio is completely two different channels. So again, this is a nice to have, this is not mandatory to have, to have a great sounding or highly produced stream. But again, it's just nice to have. Hey Fox, how's it going? But it's kind of like, it's a nice to have where you can control your volume controls for your different audio aspects in your on your computer. Now there are different options that are not as expensive. There is, uh, what was it? The, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. I, yes, I did ditch the fake cell phone and change things up. <laughs> Um, but it, it was more of like a, uh, it takes the concept of the beacon mix create. And I think it was like 80 bucks. So it was like half less than, or more than half the price of what the beacon mix create is. And there's, there's software options as well. There is voice meter, but voice meter is kind of not as user-friendly as it could be. And the developers for that are really, they don't care. That's just my personal opinion. That's from my uh, 
look at how they respond to people asking about, hey, can we change this or or suggestion different things for them? And I was like, nope, this is what we made. And if you don't like it, too bad. There's the road. So it's kind of, you know, you don't have to have this, but if you start enjoying content creation and live streaming, I would suggest looking into a little bit better way to control your audio levels. Like I said, OBS, there is a plugin to do just that. So you can look into that plugin as well. Um, speaking of OBS, OBS is free and is used on Windows, Mac, and Linux. So all three operating systems have the capability of using this free, of course, in a name, it's open broadcast software. It's open source pretty much. So you can take the OBS software and if you had to know how, uh, you can fork it into whatever version that you want, which Streamlabs has done just that. They have taken the OBS project, the, the software itself, and made their own version of it as a, you know, if you want to use our alert system and chatbots and all sorts of other stuff that is a part of the Streamlabs ecosystem, you, you are kind of directed into using Streamlabs desktop. So they have done what a lot of other people have done, or I should say not a lot of, but, uh, you know, made it their own. But OBS is free. There are other options that are not free, but they do provide great solutions. One of those is XSplit. Now, XSplit has been around for decades, really. Really since just before the dawn of OBS as well, they were kind of like the leader of the broadcasting software for the prosumer. So they, they do have a broadcasting software that you can use that is very similar to OBS it offers the same bells and whistles, but different twist on it. Now the pricing on it is comparably reasonable to other options. Now, one of them you can buy was at the broadcaster premium for 60 bucks. That's a one year pricing. That's not too bad for $60 a year. Like it says here, it's only $5 a month. It gets rid of the watermark because, of course, if you're using the free, it kind of puts a watermark and it has some limitations or restrictions on exactly the uh, options that you can use within the software. Um, the VIP support and uh, all this other stuff like that, multi-streaming. But yeah, <laughs> oh, your phone just screamed at your life. It's like, hey, I'm live. <laughs> I didn't do that. Your phone did. But you can also, if, you, if $60 is not too, or if it's not what you want, well, you can pay more. It's $15 a month, but you're eventually paying more every year to get the same software. So usually annual plans are a great way to you know, save some money in the long term. But yeah, you're putting more up front at the beginning. Oh, it's Tusky. I use, uh, what do I use? I forgot what I used. Ivory from my Mastodon uh, adventures. Now you also have a lifetime option here. And these, we've already seen how lifetime payments or how lifetime options really don't mean lifetime. 
it's kind of uh, take it with a grain of salt. Again, it's $200 and you will have to, you basically want to be inside the XSplit ecosystem for a long time because you're spending $200. You want to get your money's worth. But we've seen it with, uh, what was it? That film, it was a film, Femora. Um, and there was another recent one where they changed the, it's it a, uh, it's a broadcasting software. It's not one of these, um, I'm too knowledgeable about, but what they did is that, yeah, you can pay for a lifetime, but after a couple of years, all of a sudden, yeah, we're making two different products now. And those are completely different than what you paid for. So if you want to use those, you're going to have to pay us again to, you know, essentially pay again for the same product, but it's a different product. But again, it's the same. You see how confusing that can be and how kind of uh, anti-consumer it is really. So I kind of stay away from the lifetime pricing. It It, it is enticing, but you got to also look at how other companies have dealt this um, this blow against the consumers and say, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a different product that you paid for back in the day. See, we made a change. We, we named it something else. So it's not essentially the same, technically. So it's kind of, you know, be weary of that. I kind of look for the month to month or to the, to the uh, yearly plan options. Or go free. Go back to OBS and just use it that way with the free version. Now what I use is a pro as a program that is basically just Mac only. It's Ecamm live. Uh, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, it's, it's geared for more of a, um, uh, content recording zoom call with the, with the, what's the term, the live recording, uh, camera, uh, man, I'm just blanking on the names already. <laughs> um, but it also does live streaming as well, but it's geared, it's built for Mac ecosystem, Mac OS. So you're not going to find this on windows. You're not going to find this on Linux. And it's, it's just Mac OS. And it's, it's something I've, I find that I have a, a, uh, a better time using this on the Mac because I do two PC streaming. So I have what you're looking at right now is from my Windows-based machine where I have all the gameplay footage, uh, all this stuff like B-roll-esque and all and the like. And also have, it has the capability of bringing interview, uh, guest interviews, the call-in guests, I should say, that up to 10 guests at a time, as long as your bandwidth is capable and of course your hardware as well. But I find it in my workflow, I enjoy using Ecamm and it's, it's pretty much is great for what I do with it. And again, it may not be for everybody, especially if you don't have a Macintosh or any kind of uh, Mac OS based uh, machine. And again, that's why I go back to OBS is like, if you're again, starting out and you're not sure if you're going to continue using this, use OBS. Now, if you do have a mic, uh, mic, a Macintosh, and you want to try out Ecamm, I do have a link that'll be in the description down below on YouTube, and uh, also throughout my uh, websites. Uh, this indie creator, I have a link 
believe it's up there in the top. I got to double check because I've been changing a lot of things around. But I, you do get a 14-day free trial for Ecamm. So I do have that disclaimer that I am an affiliate for Ecamm. And uh, I use, I've been using it over about two years now since I jumped into the Mac OS ecosystem. And I've, I love it. But again, there is a cost to this. The pricing is for the version I use is the, this, I paid a month to month, which I probably should go into the uh, yearly. It's the $40 a month, which is the pro standard. You get the live interview, the virtual mic and webcam. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, words, words are hard. Uh, and the 4k streaming, the capability, I don't stream at 4k. Uh, I stream at 1440 and I let everything else, you know, downscale it. The, uh, the stream because I find for some odd reason, YouTube, if you stream at 1440, but you view your, the live stream or any kind of videos I create in 1440 at 1440 and you only have a 1080p screen, you get a better resolution or a better uh, experience than if you watched or viewed the 1080 version of it. It's weird. YouTube is weird like that. I don't know why. All right. Just uh, close that out. There we go. All right. I know you can't be a professional streamer, content creator without any kind of technical issues, right? <laughs> now this is completely, yeah, it's coming in clear. Thank you guys. Yeah. I get to every once in a while, what I, what I forgot to do to tell you the truth is I forgot to restart because I've had my uh, computers going for the past couple of days. So that's my fault for not restarting them to get fresh and clean before the uh, stream started. I knew that in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, I should restart. Nope. I didn't do it. I was I was being um dumb. It should have used OBS on Linux. No, it, it still would have happened out on uh happened to me on that as well. It'd just be it'd be uh my issue that I would have to deal with that happens to me all the time. Not all the time, but you know, you get the gist of it. But um where was I? Oh yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun time doing the uh, uh, post-production, putting all this stuff together. Cameras, that's what, I was, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's definitely bollocks. But yeah, you can find a, a um, Logitech C920. It's, it's a great webcam for 60 bucks on Amazon. Wrong scene. So if you want a webcam, really that is, it's good. It's not, like I said, it's not gonna be the best, but it gets your you get your foot in the door. It is sixty bucks for a good web webcam. Now, if you want to upgrade from that and you want to stay into the webcam space, uh, Elgato has a uh, camera. It's the Elgato Facecam. It's a little bit more expensive at one hundred and fifty dollars, but this what you're viewing is through an Elgato Facecam right now. They do have the pro version, which is the 4K, and that is $300. Now you want to think to yourself, why am I going to spend $300 on a webcam? But it does do pretty good. It has a four, it has 4K 60 capability where you can do your zoom ins and uh, crops and stuff like that. And 60K motion FPS. So you don't, if I was doing this, if I was doing on 30 F uh, 30 FPS, it'd be kind of like a blurring motion 
between my fingers. So again, it's kind of like how you want to work on your, um, your gas, your gear acquisition syndrome. If you want to get the best of the best, you might want to skip the webcam tiers completely and go straight to a DSLR or a mirrorless cameras because those will set you back a couple thousand, a couple hundred actually. If the body itself is probably around 800, 500 to $800. My helmet cam works as a webcam if I want, right? <laughs> and oh, speaking of that, and like um, uh, GoPros are capable of being a webcam. Now there are a few of them. There's like a, a small range that you can connect to your computer via USB that have the capability of being, you know, ready to go as a camera for your stream, but they do, they do work. Now they'll have a little bit of the fisheye effect that GoPros are known for, but uh, it's not really as pronounced. So it's something that you have to think about. Yeah. And your helmet cam works natively on Linux. So no external kernel modules, right? I think a lot of cameras actually would work too through Linux because everything is like the NVIDIA uh, driver support, especially if you have an NVIDIA uh, graphics card, there is an NVIDIA driver on Linux that you can use or AMD. You can use AMD as well, I believe. Yeah. But with these different cameras, you have your different tiers, I just, I just say. So you have your beginner, which is a $60 C920 or something equivalent. I would not go for uh, cheap, anything cheap, like a $20 camera, um, unless you want to go for that scuffed look and that's what you're, you want to go for. Or if you have um, a video encoder or uh, interface for like an eight millimeter camcorder or go that route, I'm sure you can, you can do that, no problem. It's just as long as you have the materials necessary to get the video signal into your computer some way. So I know Epos Fox, he's, um, he does a lot of like uh, 80s, early 90s kind of style with their, uh, their kind of content, their videos. So I'm sure if you look at uh, Epos Fox and their, um, community, I'm sure you can find a way to include old tech into your, your workflow to have that kind of aesthetic, I should say, which is a great thing to see is that not many people want to go back to, uh, or I should say retro tech, uh, retro styling, because I'm sure you can take an eight millimeter or old Samsung Sony cam, any kind of old camera from the eighties and early nineties or nineties, I should say. Uh, all you need is a video encoder and to get the RC, the, uh, not the RGB, but you know, the, the red, yellow and white cabling. If, if you're of my age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You go into the encoder and then from the encoder USB into your computer. And again, it's going to have that. 480 that's not going to be 720 it depends on which camera you have but more than likely it's going to be 480 or 360p uh, video resolution it's not going to be the best but if, hey if, it was, if that's what you're going for go all out i mean that's great i'm sure the retro tech is is coming back and people are actually hungry for 
any kind of content that looks like, you know, old VHS styles. So that's one thing that you can look for is um, finding that retro tech and bringing yourself into that niche. And there is an audience, there is an audience for pretty much anyone and everyone out there. So it's, it's completely up to how you want to use your workflow. And if you want to tinker, if you like to do that kind of stuff, because you got to realize to go for the retro tech aesthetic, you're going to be spending a lot of time figuring out how to get things to working with modern technology. It's, it's something that you have to have the mindset of actually doing and the patience. I should, I should say, because the stuff like that is not going to be easily found and it's going to be hard to come by and maybe even more expensive than the newer stuff. Yeah. Show me who, who wants VHS. I have plenty of tapes to sell them. Hey, you know what? I know oh, I just saw there's this guy, I think it was on Reddit or something that he was, he's obsessed with the movie Titanic. So he's trying to gather as many copies, VHS copies of the movie Titanic. You know, people have their things. Yeah, but VHS, any kind of those tapes are probably not going to be good, especially if they're stored, not stored properly. So this has been ravaged with time, humidity, the elements. So they easily break down. Yeah, I know. I used to have it too. Years ago, two tapes. There was there was um, that Braveheart. Uh, uh, Gettysburg was another one. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice to see that if you have the, the uh, know how or the patience and the you know the resources to gather the stuff, I would suggest looking into like a retro style uh, streaming or content because um, it's it's untapped. There's, there's a potential out there. Yeah, it was just goes black. <laughs> You're watching it all sound. Boop. Oh, tape's done. Put in tape two. But it's one of those things where you really have to, uh, like I said, have the resources to do the stuff that if you want to go with the um, non-mainstream stuff, avenues of content creation and live streaming. Uh, if you want to go try your hand, all the different things I've shown you right now would be perfect, especially on the cheaper end. It's not, I'm not saying that it's cheap. If it's cheap, it's crap. No, if it's cheap, it's great. Many people use cheap products and equipment to get great results for their content. Uh, there is, uh, what's his name? Tyler one. Uh, I wouldn't, unless you like the screaming man child, aesthetic uh he uses a crappy headset mic that i I've, let me give you a fair warning headphone warning right now if you watch any of his clips or live streams it's it's yeah yeah <laughs> um there's also other people that use crappy cameras that just have it sit off in the corner like on their screen and then of course the rest of their stuff is uh, the gaming i've even seen someone have a camera focused on a TV as they play. And that's, and that's their content. And you know what? People love you know, that scuffed kind of production value. So you really don't need the best of the best or mid range or you no know, cheap. It's just something that, you know, 
if you feel that your audience, your potential audience people that want to watch you or your viewers would like this kind of stuff, I say go for it. Your pencil was cheap and epic. Your mic used was $3. I've known people who use, you know, those old style, the desk. Uh, you would think like um, ham radio type of uh, uh, microphones that sit on a desk on a gooseneck. Yeah, I've seen some people use those too. And of course, you know, audio quality is not the best, but it's just their aesthetic that they like and want to go for. Pine sill. Never heard that kind of uh, microphone. Let me look it up. Oh, it's a uh, soldering iron. Yep. Yeah, I just I just looked it up. But yeah, it's um, content creation and live streaming is really there's there's no book or standard operating procedure of how to do things, and you have to go by step one, go to two, then go to three. It's completely up to you as a content creator to know. Find out what works for you and what works for the best for your audience. And just do a lot of experimentation because really there isn't any wrong way to do it. And there's not really any right way to do it. It's just, again, it's experimentation. Just to do whatever you feel like it works out for you. And um, I would suggest if you want to try things like, again, go as cheap as possible. Or if you know someone who wants to do this. Go give them uh, the Fifine microphone that we, at the beginning of the episode. It's 30 bucks. Or find a microphone that's cheaper than that. There's there's other options. But the Fifine, in my opinion, is a decent microphone that works for a large range of people. Again, you're not going to have the, the stunning, beautiful, crisp, bassy tones of a Shure SM7B. But... It's not a $400 microphone. It's a $30 microphone. So have your expectations lowered. <laughs> and even then, sometimes this, this shorter can come and sound like crap if it's not set up correctly. Uh, correctly. And you can spend $400 and and everyone says, wow, you're right. You spent 400 bucks on this microphone and it sounds like garbage. Oof. Bad investment. No, it's just because you didn't take the time. <clears throat> you didn't take the time to set it up. If you are going into a, uh, uh, a interface that doesn't have enough gain on it, because the sure needs a lot of gain. Or you can spend $1,200 or higher. There's like $10,000 microphones out there that if it's not set up correctly, it will sound gar like garbage. So take the time and actually when you get your, your equipment, take the time and actually learn how to use it and learn how to set it up correctly. And it might take you like um, a couple days to figure out what the, uh, the perfect sound might be or with the case of video, the different settings, like your lighting setup can be different depending on whenever you do your recordings or your live streams. So, Take the time and do some experimentation and to figure out what you need to do to make it sound the best you can possibly make it. Because unless you're an audio engineer, the rest of us have to go by how, what it sounds like and everything and what other people tell us 
and uh, say, oh, if you do this, try or try this particular setup. Okay. Oh, it does sound a little bit better. Thank you. It's just, you know, that's why I like the content creation community, the, uh, the independent creator community. It's very helpful. It's There's some outliers that are not very helpful or downright mean, but you know what? You can quickly see who they are and what they are, and you can ignore them and block them and say, yeah, pound sand, buddy. Uh, your, your advice is not needed here. Be gone. But yeah, it's... Um, and that's the reason why I started up this indie creator and uh, any any um, this podcast as well is to like share information that I found in my experience and eventually I'm going to be uh, reaching out to other people, other creators uh, next year and try and do some interviews with them and uh, you know get their get their advice and their experience as well and. It's just something nice to, to, you know, put out there that if I can help at least one person or help somebody, I I feel, I feel, I feel uh, better. I feel good. As long as I can help one person, that's all, that's all really matters. I'm not in this for, you know, oh, I got to get like 60,000 uh, likes on my post or anything like that. No, I'm the worst one that does self-promotion. I can't self-promote to save my life, but I do try. And I know a lot of people are probably in the same position as I am and just doing our best and going about it. That's why, like I said, I started up uh, thisindiecreator.com. It's a forum and website and getting all that set up to get more people in there and share experiences, their experiences and resources that they might have seen or helped them to better their experience as a content creator or, or live streamer. So definitely uh, check it out. And again, um, this podcast episode will go as audio only portion tomorrow. Um, once I get done editing, it's going to be a little bit more involved, especially I had two, two or actually three different breaks. So I got to put them together, but I do as little editing as possible. I kind of do it all in one take. So it's kind of like uh, the real, the real uh, experience of, uh, of me <laughs> and an independent creator podcast. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. If you liked this episode, go ahead. I'll definitely leave a review or if you're listening to uh, the show on Apple Podcasts. Definitely would love to see a review there. If any other place and you have the capability to rate it or review it and do so. Uh, like I said, it will come out tomorrow morning. And um, all, all different podcast players. You got Pocket Cast, you got Overcast, RSS Feeds, uh, Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you can get an po- audio podcast, you can find it. And uh, also the video portion of this will be on the PeerTube. Uh, I'll try to get it on the PeerTube. I've been having some issue on on Tilvids uploading certain uh, videos, but you can also view it on YouTube. But I'm definitely going to be working on uh, seeing if I can get this posted up on Tilvids, which I have a link as well to the uh, Tilvids channel for the independent creator channel. Well, with that, uh, thank you for coming by, everybody. And I've uh, been streaming to our own cast server at indiebasement.live. 
and on LiveSpace and on YouTube. Well, except for right now, but the first part of this it lives on YouTube. But yeah, technical issues notwithstanding. But anyways, uh, I'd like to say thank you for coming out and enjoying the episode. Until next time, have a good night, and I'll see you two weeks. But next week, we're going to be doing like a special something. The hell is LiveSpace? It's another, it's another uh, live streaming service. I have a, yeah. Check it out. It's live.space. Until next time, I'll see you guys on the next one. Later, taters.